0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, and the goal of this podcast is to share topics and guests who will Empower you to grow as a confident leader and take your business or your life to the next level. I'm so excited to finally get as a guest on my podcast, Michelle Nedlick. Medel- oh gosh, I can't even say your name <laughs> right.
2: That's the way it's my day good.
1: has gone. That's a,
2: <laughs> no matter how you say it, I know you're talking to me. It's I know <laughs> that's that's kind of the way my name is. <laughs>
1: All right. So let me tell you a little bit about Michelle. She is an international best-selling author. She is an expert in entrepreneurialism. It's going to be a rough one. I know. As soon as I saw that she threw that word in there, I thought, oh, goodness gracious. This is
2: evil. You can cut it short.
1: You are (laughs) so evil. All right. She's the founder of Awareness Strategies. She runs her own series of companies for over 22 years and over 15 years has been helping sales reps, entrepreneurs, and executives to continually double their profits and revenues. She not only takes you to, she not only has what it takes to help her clients build a million dollar business, but she does it time and time again. Michelle particularly loves to talk about marketing. (laughs) I particularly (laughs) like to talk. (laughs) About marketing, automation, system integration and support both on and off stage. She teaches the key components of scaling a business, strategy, system, support, and state of mind. So you know how to continually elevate your four components to build a healthy, thriving business. For the past six years, she has been focusing on helping entrepreneurs bring their business online from conceptualization to done for you IT automation. So, our title for this episode is going to be Making Business Success Easy.
2: <laughs> it starts with getting rid of that intro. Easy.
1: <laughs> so we're not gonna throw in entrepreneurialism, conceptualism,
2: another five dollar words. So the these
1: this is why you need her for your IT because IT has all those big words too. And she makes it E-A-S-Y easy
2: for you. Please join me in welcome, Michelle. Hey Michelle. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and it's, as much of a pain <laughs> as I've been already.
1: <laughs> awesome.
2: <laughs>
1: well, I give uh, easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> so what part of the country do you
2: come from? Uh, well, not so easy. I come from Canada. So. <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah, I'm in Calgary, Canada, North Montana. Oh, so sad.
1: No, so good. So good because I'm going to be your way next week. Nice. Hey. Hey, Hey, yes. (laughs) All right. Being serious. Well, maybe for a little bit. How do I find leadership confidence if I have no clue about
2: IT? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, I I feel for you emphatically. And (laughs) I think it's one of those things where... Ironically, it's kind of easy to admit that we don't know what we don't know, and and so we should. It's like IT is it really is, somebody says what is IT, and you go, well, it's information technology. Well, what does that mean? And you ask six people in the industry, and they give you six different answers. So, like right off the bat, what we understand about IT is kind of a biased opinion at the best of times, and and navigating when it comes to structuring your business becomes a whole other gamut. And understanding there is the the hardware of IT, you know, what do you have for computers Mm -hmm. and monitors and servers and infrastructure kind of things. And then there's a software and what are you using? And then they need, you know, is it internal? Is it external? Is it being stored somewhere else? Is is it a SaaS system? Meaning Mm -hmm. software is a service that you're renting from somebody and your data is on their servers. All of a sudden you get into a whole ton of questions that everybody else is going... I so don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really, in all honesty, that's what kind of happens. But you need it in order to be able to run your business. And you can have a super simplistic business whereby you have, you know, there's only 10 potential clients for you in the city. They all know who you are. They come to you when they need you. And, you know, you don't need a whole lot of IT per se, especially in your marketing or maybe in your business. Uh, systems but when it comes to the fulfillment maybe then that's where all the tack comes into play Mm -hmm. depending on what you do and and how you fulfill on it and even then you really have to just have the wherewithal to find somebody that understands the problems in your in your world what problems you're trying to solve how it can um get most easily solved. And you really want to have a basically a CIO or a chief information officer that understands all the tech, but speaks English well enough to be able to translate to you, <laughs> Explain to you. what it all <laughs> means. I mean, it's kind of like you wouldn't do your own taxes, right? You go to a tax accountant because <laughs> they understand the ins and outs of it. And hopefully you have a a strategic tax accountant that can help you to actually strategize your business, understanding your profits and losses, your Up seasons, your down seasons. Understanding that business isn't linear, right? You Mm -hmm. sometimes you have a lot of money coming in, sometimes you don't have any money coming in. Sometimes you're going on a hope and prayer, and sometimes you know it's a windfall, and you're like, "Yay, this is awesome!" And what did I do to get that? (laughs) And then there's other problems because now you have tax issues. (laughs) 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 You know, it's this never-ending game of wow. That I thought it was going to be easy now, Mm -hmm. and the way it becomes easy is by allowing yourself to ask a lot of questions, admit that this is not my forte. You might might know a lot about computers and tech and stuff like that, but just going like, this isn't my forte, and I don't want it to be my forte, but I'm going to ask a ton of questions of somebody else that does understand this, and they get ecstatic by it. They're thrilled by it. You show them a spreadsheet and their eyes light up. That's the kind of person you want. Like that. That's my ultimate litmus test: is stick something in front of them that other people would go, "Oh God, really?" And if they get all excited about it, that's your person. That's your
1: person. And you know. I think that even the simplest business in the last two years learned how important, how vital IT is because the world is no longer in your neighborhood. It doesn't have to be. I mean, it could be, but it doesn't have to be. And therefore, now you have challenges of being able to connect to this borderless audience that you have. And, uh, you know, how are you going to exchange your services, your make payments and all those kind of things. And again, maybe you don't care. You just (laughs) want it to happen. (laughs) And, and maybe you don't have all the questions even. So having that IT person that does and can ask you, as you said earlier, in ways that you can understand.
2: Exactly. And one of the benefits of the whole shutdown was that the high-end sea levels became approachable.
0: Yeah. So they
2: developed this thing called a fractional C-suite. And it basically meant that you could bring somebody in for an hour, meet with them, pick their brain, Give them a mental dump of everything you got going on in your business and go, here, solve all my problems for me. Mm -hmm. And then it was up to them to give you some solution that you could run away with for a month and (laughs) go and do something about it. And then come back a month later and go, okay, I did half of what you said, but I got lost (laughs) on this and (laughs) did that. And and what do I do now? And the cool part, I mean, you can get branding specialists, you can get ITs, you can get accounts, you can like any C-suite that you could have had before you can now get fractionally. Which is fantastic because it allows you to be able to build build your business smarter and faster. Yeah, yeah,
1: takes away excuses,
2: right?
1: How do I get stuff off my plate if I don't even know what <laughs> I have to do? I, I don't even understand what's on my plate. How do I get? Exactly.
2: Off- <laughs> <clears throat> and that's an awesome question. And I think <laughs> part of it is when you're looking to people that are specialists in their area, they understand kind of what you don't know, which is important because when you're a business owner, you're like, hey, I got this great idea. I, I want to be able to solve these people's problems. And how do I do it? Then those professionals will come at, at asking you questions in a different way. A lot of times people will hire VA and go, here, go learn this and take this off my plate because I don't want to do my email anymore. I don't want to do my scheduling anymore. I don't want to whatever. Whereas if you find a professional organizer and say, hey, can you take care of my email? Can you take care of my scheduling? They will do it in a totally different way that is much more effective, much more quicker, faster, easier, uh, and in the end gets you what you need to be able to build your business and gets rid of all the stuff that's just busy work. The same thing happens with the accountants, with the tech people, with uh, anything. Because you say, hey, I want to have an event and I want to have 100 people there we start asking you different questions. Great. You know, what are the benefits of going? What are the dates? What are, the, as opposed to, well, you know, do we need chairs? Uh, it's, a, it's a completely different set of tasks and questions um, that you're going to get because they've done so many of them that they understand where you're coming from.
1: And I, and I think that's important there in these last couple of years. You know, a lot of people have come out as people that will have support for you be solution. And if they don't ask you those questions, Mm -hmm. again, if they don't ask you any questions, if they just say, I got this, I would run. I I would run. (laughs) Run far. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And before you do that, I mean, you do want to ask a ton of questions. You want to ask the questions that you do understand and say, you know, in your perspective, what do I need to know in order to be able to do this event? And they'll give you a ton of of information because they want you to have that information. Whereas somebody that doesn't know isn't going to be in a position to ask you that because they really don't know what you're going to need. And, and it's important in my opinion, to ask more questions before you start spending money so that you can get the answers that you're looking for. So
1: do you send out a a questionnaire that could help them prepare for that first conversation with with you or someone on your team um, or what would what would the top five questions to get people thinking along the lines to get their juices going,
2: if you will? Yeah. So normally our prospects will be going and doing our uh, surveys or our interviews first. So on our homepage, there's a whole ton of them. So if somebody has issues with their tech stack or their branding or their marketing, or just business essentials in general, you can go and specifically take a little quiz on that and figure out kind of where you're at and what, if anything, might be missing. And then at the end, they book a discovery call with me. And I'm happy to meet with anybody to to discuss strategy because that's just fun. And I love helping any entrepreneur, no matter where they're at, to be able to grow and get ideas that they need to be able to move forward with or without us. I'm totally cool with it. It's It's being able to understand that there's certain fundamentals in business and there's certain best practices Mm -hmm. in digital marketing that have worked really well. And it all started with the the tech SaaS company. So tech um, software as a service spent a lot of money understanding how to get people's buy-in as quickly as possible and to stay as long as possible to make the most longevity so that they Mm -hmm. had the least amount of churn. And they kind of perfected this whole online marketing thing. And now you can almost take any product or service and be able to kind of plug it in there with a few adaptations Mm -hmm. and still be able to get some awesome and amazing results out of it. So it's understanding that for one, people want to stay in touch with you. They do want some email marketing automation, whether they buy or they don't buy from you. They were interested at one point and they want to get to know you and your services. And how do you do that? Is it... Kind of hey, we have this offer, this offer, this offer, or hey, this is why we named the company the the name that we did. We thought it was kind of cool. And like people want that information. They mm-hmm. want to get to know you, they want the story behind the the brand. Mm-hmm. And and it's being able to kind of create the systems in in your marketing that allow them to get that information.
1: And once you you give them that for strategy, what do you do to keep them informed, on track, advised,
2: if you will? Yeah, and it, it does depend on the business and, and how often your clients want to hear from you. Obviously, if you're in digital marketing, people are going to want to hear from you more often than mm-hmm. if you're in right. uh, real estate but uh and so somebody in digital marketing can get away with emailing you know three times a day somebody that's in real estate you probably want to be talking to them you know maybe once a week or so Mm -hmm. unless something's happening and changing or you have different ways of getting a hold of people so you might have a newsletter that's all about you know what's happening in the industry and then you have some add-ons that are just kind of fun and entertaining on the side and when you allow people to kind of opt out of those as they see fit then it allows them to stay in the veins that they want to right. maintain their contact with you and then get out of whatever else might be going on.
1: Awesome. <laughs> so you talked about this early on, but what if you get somebody who just hates spreadsheets, hates <laughs> tech, yes. just wants to say you take care of it in their best interest? Um, how do you
2: handle that? Well, that's the majority of our clients. <laughs> we 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 surveyed them once for our marketing, and it was like, okay, we just take everything off your plate that you don't want to do. Um, not exactly the best messaging, but in the end, it was you know really ultimately that's what it comes down to: is when there's a tech problem that you can give it to somebody else and just go, hey, can you fix this? And we may ask a couple of questions like, um, what page is this from? (laughs) Where'd you get this? Uh, What are you talking about? Um, But as soon as we find out kind of the ins and outs of what we need, we can, uh, we run with it and we just take care of their issues for them. So anything for some clients, it's everything about their website and Mm -hmm. their, their, their CRM, their, their opt-ins, whatever it might be. And for other clients it's just specifically with the CRM and, and we're just taking care of one aspect of it. And it might be. Commission structures, or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. uh, it, but it's being able to have a group of people there that specialize in all of those areas, so that if your website goes down, we have somebody that can talk tech to your hosting site, and you're not stuck on, you know, support <laughs> yes. for four hours. Going, I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> There's nothing worse than that. Wait, I don't know what button to push. I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> and well, and even we've been on. It's kind of funny because even we've been on tech support calls, and they're like okay, on the right-hand side, there's a button. I'm like, dude, I run a tech company. I know where the button should be. There's no button (laughs) on my thing. Would you like me to send you a screenshot? What's your cell number? I'll send you a screenshot. (laughs) It's just, you know, we we have uh, conversations from a different level. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and we empathize with people, for sure.
1: And and that's important because, you know, people already have that sort of complex about the fact that they don't know what they don't know. And you, you definitely don't That's want good. them to feel any worse about the fact that they don't know what they don't know.
2: It's all good and it's changing almost mm-hmm. hourly. And like, it is crazy how fast things are changing and how much faster they're just gonna be changing. That's just the nature of the beast. And and it's important as well to be able to keep your eye on the prize, which is why did you get into business in the first place? What is your goal? What's your dream? What do you really want to accomplish? Right, right. And all of these peripheral things, Somebody else loves doing them. They'll find mm-hmm. somebody loves doing them and let them take care of that.
1: Right, right. Somebody was in some other thing was saying, you know, how much, how much is your hour worth? And is that job worth that amount of money to pay? And if not, then hire someone else to do it for you, for sure.
2: And consider not only your wage, but your stress levels, Mm -hmm. right? Because when your stress levels go up, your creativity goes down. Your ability to be able to to problem solve and to think into the future goes down. And your job as the leader is to be the visionary, is to see the future, is to be able to problem solve the quote unquote little things. Mm -hmm. So if somebody can take... You know an immense amount of stress off your shoulders and it's just done and you're like oh, yeah. yes mm-hmm. good then you have now the wherewithal yeah. to be able to go and solve the problems and do the things you need to do for sure
1: all right what would you wish that your 20 year old self would have
2: been advised oh my 20 year old she was so naive so crazy <laughs> thought she knew everything um the biggest thing i would have told her because was to seek the advice of others um, because she was the kind of person that thought she knew everything and liked to be in control. She still hasn't lost that part of her, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, being able to get more advice. I, I remember once when I was walking down the street and this one guy walking past, he goes, oh man, if I was 40 again, the things I would have done differently. And if I wasn't going to a meeting to get hired for a job, I would have spun around and went, what, what would you do? <laughs> Like, <laughs> Was the biggest regret I ever had was not asking him, what would you have done? I want to know.
1: Oh, we could have a whole conversation on that. All right. <laughs> right? So we're
2: going
0: to
1: go into the rapid fire questions now. I'll give you five different uh, questions and just whatever comes to the top of your mind. I'm warning you. <laughs> <clears throat> how do you know how to sell?
2: How do you know how to sell? Well, how do you one, know how to
1: sell? I mean, you, you've got a business here. You've you've got a, how do you know how to sell what you got?
2: Well, one, I was a sales trainer for a few years, so that helped immensely. <laughs> <eventually. laughs> and, and one of the reasons I knew I could sell was because I I knew that as a salesperson, I could earn commission sales. And I was like, this is fantastic. So I actually started selling uh, recipe books, like 20 pound recipe books on the corner of downtown Ottawa. It was brutal. <laughs> Don't ever do that. Um and sales are so much easier now. It's like, hey, what's your problem? What do you need solved? Great. <laughs> Let's go solve your problems.
1: Yeah, because 20-pound uh, recipe recipe books
2: probably won't go so good now.
1: I could go right. on my, my Google said. <laughs> <laughs> Top three tips to get a business off the ground besides um, hiring so- you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One, know what you want to do. What you want to do, how do you want to create this business? Is it for the purpose of creating a lifestyle, a laptop, nomadic? Are you in it to, you know, help hire people? Why do you actually want to start this business? And what does that end game look like? And then reverse engineer it from there. (laughs) If it's a simple business, keep it simple. There's nothing wrong with that. And just be honest with, are you having fun in this business? And your idea of fun could be totally different than the person next to you's vision of of fun and that's okay as long as you're having fun doing that business hire out everything else that's not fun and just make it happen you can make it happen super quickly
1: awesome. what how <clears throat> speak to me about the importance of having a system in place
2: one whether you know it or not you have a system in place mm-hmm. it may suck <laughs> but you have a system in place <laughs> Two, let's find a system that works as quickly as possible, because the sooner you can find a system that works repeatedly and gets you repeated customers, it may seem a little boring at first, but profit is fun. Trust me, the more profit you can create, the faster, then you can start to expand and move into other areas and entertain yourself as a business owner. But focus on getting that system for a high profitability selling down pat as quickly as possible so that you can have even more fun.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: What would an ideal client be for your company? Excellent. We love entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs that are in the habit of starting seven and eight figure companies. And they just want the tech done. (laughs) They know that that's not their game. They know it needs to be done. So here, just do it. Get it off my plate.
0: Awesome.
1: All right. This is a, a, a back to the easy questions, or maybe not, not so easy. Beach or mountain vacation?
2: Beach. Why? And why? Why? (laughs) Uh, I happen to have a gorgeous view of the mountains outside my window now as I, uh, as I transition from a very dark little office to, I want to see the mountains. So now I get to see the mountains every day. So now I'm (laughs) dreaming of beaches. (laughs) I'm beaches all the way there. All
1: right, it is time now for me to share my screen. So if you are listening in, please go grab a paper and pencil so you can get the contact information for Michelle. For all of you that don't want to do the IT, she will do it for you. Okay, so to get to Michelle, you're going to go to her website, which is www.awareness, capital A, awareness, capital S, strategies.com, awarenessstrategies.com. Again, with a capital A and a capital S awareness, we just do
2: that to make it easier.
1: Strategies.com. (laughs) She is on Facebook, she is on LinkedIn, she is on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. She is everywhere.
2: And TikTok, you can
1: and TikTok. (laughs) Oh, we can see her dance. This is gonna be good. (laughs) We're we're just gonna have to go out to TikTok and check that out. So, Michelle Nedelik, oh my good gosh, is. with a one in just search for michelle n-e-d-e-l-e-c you will find her
2: i'm the only one that speaks english so you'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) if you find somebody that speaks french it's not me
1: (laughs) Uh oh there's a skill you could learn all right she has a free gift and it's a big uh long paragraph there so i'm going to let her talk to you all about it
2: Nice. When you go to awarenessstrategies.com, you, there'll be a link there to the website audit or it's da, slash website dash audit. And uh, we'll give you a free report on your website and how it's um, making happy, Google happy or not. So you get green lights, yellow lights and red lights. Green lights means that Google's giving you traffic, which is awesome. Yellow means that it's slowing down your traffic and you may not even know it because people aren't spending enough time there or they're not getting the information they think they're going to get when they click on it. And red lights, meaning Google is stopping your traffic altogether. So you want to make sure that you take care of those right away so that people are going to your website, uh, whether you're there or not.
1: Awesome.
2: Well, this has been too
1: much fun. If you you have no hankering (laughs) or doing any IT work, Listen to this girl from Roswell, Georgia, telling you, you need to go see Michelle. She will help you. I don't care if she's in Canada or where she is. She will help you find the solutions to any aspect of your business that needs to be improved. And um, it's been just a ton of fun.
2: Awesome. Thank you for having me. I did have fun.
1: So we will definitely uh, talk again, maybe concentrate on... Certain aspects of of the package that you have, maybe talking a little bit more about branding or just the strategy that the piece that you talked about of coming with an idea of what your business is, what are you passionate about is like, I think, so key to discuss and talk about, because that really can inform what is your website going to look like? What is your branding going to be? You know, how are you going to be out there in social media? Where are
2: you going to spend your time, your effort, Mm -hmm. your money? Absolutely. Right. And what's that book going
1: to look like?
2: So, Awesome. As always, I
1: am here to remind you that life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride, just like we did today. This is Vicki Nethling signing off